0: I'm perfect, I'm a sex therapist, I'm great. No, no, I love Robert, he's great.
1: (laughs) Hey, what's up friends and fans? Welcome back to Date or Disaster, the best and worst stories you've ever heard on love, sex, dating, hookups, and relationships. Could this be love, A love? For those unfamiliar with this series, what are you doing with your life? But in this series, my co-host Chris Northover, Robert Gregor and I discuss the modern dating and hookup scenes, including reading out your submitted bad dating, terrible, terrible hookup stories. You and
0: Pac-Man, huh? <laughs> well, you won't be the first fruity eight.
1: Ha 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 yeah! Go Foxy, It's your birthday. Now for real real, just for play play.
0: Chris, how are you today? I'm great. Uh now that I finally got my Zoom working through my phone because my uh zoom my laptop its just like nah i'm gonna keep clicking at you but i'll tell you one thing
1: oh hang on a check what is that i don't know i was trying to do something honestly you look really fucking hot so oh, that's just my view stop it stop it <laughs> and robert how are you today i'm good i'm good
2: um yeah
1: no complaints i hey guess <laughs> I can't believe this is the final episode of the year so I do want to say thank you both very much for joining me I mean we've done our three episodes before and everything from like catfishing to anonymous profiles to heartbreak, revenge and You know, today we are going to be discussing red flags and assessing whether you should be dating versus whether you should be single. And as I mentioned before, this is our final episode of the year, but this doesn't necessarily mean the end. So if you want more content, keep sharing, keep subscribing, keep tipping, because we would ideally like to do this for another season. But please understand, we are all full-time workers with our own separate projects. So it's rare that the three of us are able to actually make time. I mean, I fell asleep during the last recording, so, you know. What
2: what recording?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Speaking of sleeping around, so I feel like I've been on some weird odyssey these last five months of being single. I've had really great sex. I've been on some great dates, some terrible ones, some okay ones. I've also been stalked by two separate people and made questionable choices that for a while I was more leaning towards purposely staying single because, Jesus, some of the situationships I've been in in the last five months, I'm starting to question whether I actually have a brain or not these days, like how do I not recognise some of the red flags? But, you know, again, and this is where it gets really weird, there was a mystery about this stupid delivery of milk and bread that was delivered to my place, and I posted it all over my story. I finally solved the mystery, so we're going to talk about that later in the episode.
2: Okay, everyone,
0: circle up. <laughs> what the fuck are you looking at? You know, it's funny. Uh, as I've gotten older, I think I've I've embraced being single a lot more. You know. As much as I want to have, like you know, a partner eventually a husband, um, and that's as far as I'm going. I'm not having kids. So the thought of me breeding is horrifying. <laughs> um, that would be an episode of your complete horror podcast episode. <laughs> me breeding. Um, I, I suppose I'm just enjoying the kind of like the freedom. And I know that's nothing original. That's super cliche. But I, you know, I went from being really introverted as a kid. To growing up and starting to open up a bit more but now i kind of feel like i'm not regressing i feel like i'm happier being introverted than that and i I know it's having relationships not necessarily part of being introverted or extroverted but i don't want to meet new people (laughs) it's it's becoming it's becoming such a trial and i'm I'm just getting tired of it um like it's that thing i'm I'm talking as though I'm, like, super ancient, but, like, as I've gotten older, officially entered my, late 20s, um, I don't have the... I, I, went, I went out last night. Um, I don't have the endurance to go out anymore. Um, I don't have the patience for people anymore. Um, and then just being in a relationship is... takes a lot of work that I'm not personally ready for yet because I've got a lot to work on myself.
2: I prefer being single. I've had my relationships in the past, and they've been nice they've been great some of them not so great but after 30 years of my life I've realized that I quite enjoy my own company and um yeah I mean I'm not opposed to relationships but it's just not something that I even really think about or seek out anymore
0: I'm perfect I'm a sex therapist I'm great no no I love Robert he's great I can sort of pick up when someone's not into the day. And like I get like there's people who are like more reserved, who are a little bit more shy, who are a bit unsure. But there's times where I can sort of tell when people are just immediately not interested. Hmm. And to me that's just like, well, why am I gonna bother trying to not since I sell myself, but um try try put in that effort when I can tell that this is not something that you're interested in Mm. so I, i think go on a day with with such an open mind and don't make your mind up already right before um yeah that's really the best i
1: can think of One of my red flags when it comes to potential hookups and dates is if they smoke cigarettes. And I know this is very hypocritical because I only gave up smoking a couple of years ago. What do you expect? Those bastards turned a whole generation of Americans into smokers with their damn subliminal advertising. Timmy, where's Lassie? She's out in the orchard, Ma. Peaches are coming in mighty early this year. Smoke. You know what they say, Timmy.
0: Early peaches,
1: long summer. Smoke.
2: What's
1: that Lassie? Are you smoking yet? But the rare times I've tried to date a smoker or even hook up with them, I hate, 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 hate the smell and the taste of anything to do with tobacco, and nicotine, all that jazz. I
0: hate, hate, hate your hair and makeup today. The wig and the makeup could have enhanced your face even more to match this beautiful gown that you have won.
2: I know like a lot of red flags, can be I don't want to say like, superficial but they can be and like, we live in like the, like the society where everyone gets the ick now about like mm. the stupidest things like oh they wore the wrong shoes or like you know he he did I don't know like just really kind of weird idiosyncratic things that people just kind of like oh I don't like that anymore or, like he yeah. said something like something specific and it's like oh Guys who listen to Taylor Swift. Oh, um, <laughs> me. Um, <laughs> i the problem. I got tickets to, to the airport. <laughs> it's me. me. Hi. I'm the problem. It's me. Everybody agrees. My red flags be things like, um, are they emotionally manipulative? Or like, are they, do they need to go to therapy? Like, like actual. <laughs> actually red flags that could make someone a potential nightmare to be with.
0: Yeah. I'm very much a go with the flow person and taking time, person. Because yeah. like when I had my first relationship, I, I was immediately like, "Oh my god, he's paying attention to me." Cling. yeah. Um, boyfriend, boyfriend, boyfriend. We dated for like nearly a nearly year and a half, um, and that was a year and a half too long. Um, and I've learned to like take a lot more time. I mean, look, I mean, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. I learned what I want more from him. So there were some good things that came out of it, but the bad stuff wasn't worth it.
1: Speaking of deal breakers, it's time for our first segment, Slide In My DMs. Now for this episode i've taken six selected viewer submitted stories for us to read out and again for privacy purposes we never read out the names of the people or accounts who sent in their stories but they will be nicknames very terrible ones plus try and guess which of these stories are mine i'll reveal at the end of the episode chris please begin single
0: as a pringle wrote in i joined scruff grinder and tinder as i recently came out after spending the first 30 years of my life as a straight man. I wasn't sure if i was a top a bottom a side or versatile and wanted to explore if i liked a particular position more than the others i was hit with multiple messages and decided to go over to this guy's house that was a few streets away from me when i arrived the guy was very sweet and just the type of guy i was hoping to have my first experience with he was versatile we started by kissing touching and moving on to giving each other head i really liked giving head and he asked me before every sexual liked if it was okay to proceed To keep it short, I discovered I'm a top, and we had a great night. The only problem was I recognized I had developed feelings for this guy, and I felt I needed to get away before I got in too deep. I didn't respond to him for six months despite his repeated requests, and I would run away if we saw each other in the same street. I felt terrible, but I was more embarrassed to tell him that I had developed strong feelings for him, and it was killing me to ignore him, especially after how sweet he was. We bumped into each other at the local IGA and he confronted me on the spot. I told him I developed feelings and was scared of having that first guy I ever slept with turn on me or cut me out for how I felt. He responded that he had developed feelings too and we cried in front of the IGA cashiers while he was buying Pringles. Hence, the single as a Pringle. We, did, so we dated for six months and broke up due to differences in wanting children. He's still a fuck buddy of mine. But now I'm realising I never got over him. He listens to this podcast, so when he listens, I want him to know that I want him back. Yeah. Wow. Don't worry. It happens to the best of us. It does? It happens to surgeons,
2: judges. Overruled. Airport grand crew, game show contestants. Bermuda Triangle. Megan Trainor. Transaction wrote in. I'm a pansexual trans male, female to male, that regularly receives the most dumbass questions on my face, body and mannerisms. I created a Hinge profile a year ago and stressed in my description and gender that I am a trans male, but sometimes cis women and queer men don't read this part and they expect to go on a date with a cis male. I get that I look like a typical cis male, but it pains me that people can't spend two seconds to read more into my profile and understand my identity. Hey, um. I went on a date, So I went on a first date with your typical boring, suited bisexual type. You know, the type that goes to the Beresford for a power lunch. Um, we went to Centerpoint Tower, and got along very smoothly. I was absolutely certain that he knew about my trans identity as he was talking about how his best friend is a trans woman and how he was happy for her, so it made me feel confident. We went to his place in Paddington and he put his face between my legs Uh, Sorry, We went to his place in Paddington and he put his face between my legs. Okay, yeah, just jumped ahead. Uh, He froze in silence and I got scared. He brings his face up and starts furiously making out with me, ripping off my clothes. I'm pre-surgery and right as he came, he he told me he always had this fantasy to be with a dude who has a tube. I laughed in his face and he laughed with me and apologized for how ridiculous it sounded but I wasn't offended. We've been together for just over a year and life couldn't be more blissful. Oh,
1: another nice one. I, I promise that when I laugh, it, I'm laughing with the person because when I got this submission, this has been heavily edited down as well. Just so many puns, so many things that I'm like, I need this to come across as respectful as possible. But I love the boring bisexual suited type because i know exactly who this person is talking about especially the power lunch at the beresford i'm like i know at least 10 people that i can name who do wear the suits go to like the fruits and suits at the beresford or you know they're very much like oh i live in paddington my house is the size of a (laughs) thumbtack and it's like yeah i know exactly who you're talking about i'll tell you what my perfect man would be if i was gay he'd have smooth soft skin long shiny hair a narrow waist and wide hips forming the shape of an hourglass, pouty lips, big dull eyes, a musical high-pitched voice, large supple breast-like pectoral muscles, and huge balls. Something you can really grab onto. Stan! Oh, we're at dinner now. Don't ask, don't Novotel, wrote in. I was browsing grindup when a guy that expressed interest in me months ago told me he was at the Novotel Hotel near Sydney Airport. He was a bottom and wanted to be fucked hard, so I got in my car and drove to the hotel. When I got there and undressed, he proceeded to just stand over me, forcing his dick into my face. I was so confused, but figured maybe he just wanted a little oral before I topped him. The problem was this guy lied about being a bottom. He wanted to top me. I confronted him on what he meant by his messages, and he said he had changed his mind and desperately wanted to top me instead. When I said no, I saw his face change, and I knew I had to get out immediately. While I was putting my clothes on, he went on a rant about immigration and asked to take pictures of me. I left, and I now avoid the airport area, La Mayo. So, this is quite a short story compared to what we usually get sent in, but wow. I I have actually been in a similar situation like this before, where someone's lied about their, I guess, uh, sexual identity preference, if you like, and then I'll go over to their place and they'll be like, oh no, I'm actually not a verse or a bottom, but I just thought we could have some fun. Maybe I can make you into a bottom. And I'm just like, no. <laughs> you've
2: definitely, you've definitely expressed a sentiment on the show before. Do you think I'm top or bottom? I don't give a fuck, Keisha.
0: Gumtree wrote in, I'm a straight man that loves women. I worship them. I crave them. Clearly, this is not your story, Justin. I also, under- I also sometimes dresses as them as I have this kink because playing as a lesbian. I put out an ad on Gumtree to find three bisexual ladies to service me. The plan being one woman to sit on my face, the other to sit on my girl dick, and the other to breathe in my ear. I was excited when I found a poly trio who agreed to meet up. It was the time of my life. We've continued to meet each, each week for a few months and also arranged for each of their respective fantasies. I tried to be open-minded when the ladies wanted to add in two guys, two more guys to the mix. As I said, I'm straight, so I don't have any attraction to males, but I felt it was fair as they fulfilled my fantasy time and time again. When the day came, two guys arrived. One was straight, the other was bisexual, and we discussed boundaries, hard limits, and what everyone wanted as part of our fantasy marathon. Towards the end, the bisexual guy wanted me to steal his face while one of the ladies gave him head. I didn't want to disappoint him, so I said yes, figuring I didn't really have to do anything and I could make out with one of the other girls. The problem was, I really liked how the guy rimmed me. I had never experienced that before, and he could say he could see how hard I was. He offered to blow me, but I was so hard I wanted to stop him instead. He said yes, and I had such an intense orgasm. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that I was more confused than ever. Am I bisexual? I lingered on it for a few days before gaining the courage to ask him if I could explore with him with just him some more. Turns out I find kissing men revolting and only enjoying receiving oral and topping. But there's something about this guy that just makes me come hard. I identify as straight with an exception for just this one guy. Are you
2: gay? Guilty Puffs Harbour wrote in, I just broke up with my recent partner and was looking to top another guy or four. I was naturally on grinder and decided to schedule some fuck sessions for when I would return to Coffs Harbour in a few days to visit family. One of the guys looked familiar, but I chalked it up to small towns where we all know each other. I topped this guy who was my age and look, it was nothing special, but I was on a Slatsbury. You get it. Um... Awkwardly, the guy asked me if I remembered him, and I apologised, saying I didn't. He got upset and asked me if he remembered that we made out at a house party back when I was in high school, and it suddenly clicked. He was a former straight friend of mine who I lost contact with, but given the 13-year gap between when we were acquaintances, his looks naturally changed, and it was like like a completely different person. But I still should have recognised the voice." We went into great detail on how badly he wanted to be spit roasted by me and my first boyfriend when we were all acquaintances back in 2010. And look, I took it as a compliment, but it was such a strange thing for him to tell me, especially considering my ex and I are still friends. I thanked him for his time, but it was a bit weird for me. He now stalked me on Instagram daily, asking when I'm coming back, but I don't think I can see him again. Who knows? <laughs> um, yeah, small town living for you.
1: <laughs> I really identify with this story, especially Cops Harbour, so uh-huh. now I'm just like going through my head being like, was it someone at my school or did we go to separate schools? Because I don't recognise the account who, even though they use their name and everything, I don't uh-huh. recognise this person as someone I went to high school with, and I'm just like, well, I knew every other gay couple, so could it be an acquaintance of mine or could it be Someone else, because this person doesn't follow me on Instagram who sent the story in. So I'm like, it has to be a friend of a friend, right? Otherwise, how else would they. <laughs> Whoa, pardon me. Fuck. Like, how else would they know about this podcast unless it was like a friend of a friend or. Maybe they came across my grinder when it was still active a couple of weeks ago and they're like, oh, this fang has a podcast. <laughs> so yeah, let me check it out.
0: <laughs> I let all that get to my head. I don't care, I paint the town
1: Speaking of cries for help, this nasty story I don't know where to begin with this one. So, dealer bust wrote in. I'm tight with my regular weed dealer. He'll let me off the hook if I'm slightly short with money, but a few months back, I had no money and I was desperate for the wacky tobacco. He knew I was gay and asked if I'd be willing to give him head in exchange for an ounce. Actually, that's a pretty good deal for an ounce. I didn't really consider my dealer attractive, but at the time, you gotta do what you gotta do, plus free dick and free weed, am I right? I I unzipped my pants and right as he was about to come, Police sirens streamed through his front yard. I quickly zipped up his pants and helped him hide his stash and collection of pipes, billies and cash in the floorboards. The cops were knocking on the door, demanding to come in. My dealer turned to me and asked me to get naked. What the fuck is he thinking? He got naked too and opened the door to three confused cops asking what was going on. He told them he was having fun. Oh god! He told them he was having fun with his boy toy, and could they come back later? The cops handed him a search warrant as they examined every part of the house. While I was stark naked in the lounge room, I couldn't get my clothes to cover my exposed body as I was worried the cops would think I'm part of his drug operation. They found a gun in his kitchen drawer and arrested my dealer on the spot. I was asked to put on my clothes and driven to the station for questioning which we were later both released. He received a fine and avoided jail time for his gun. I never went back to that dealer after that.
0: <clears throat> I wonder if any of the cops just popped like a look. Just being like, hmm, not bad. Anyway, back to the back to the search warrant. <laughs> the red flag. Yes.
1: Yeah. yeah. Don't don't hook up with drug dealers. <laughs> we can pretty much do whatever the hell we want. I could do cocaine if I wanted to. Peter, you want some potatoes? Yeah, how you doing? I was just asking if you wanted... We got enough napkins? Yeah, yeah, we got enough napkins. That's enough. That's enough right there. <sighs> what time is it? Is this it, it straight? Is this straight right there? Wait, wait, see, I'll fix it. No, no, is this straight? I, I can't... Do, is it, is it, ah! Meg, sweep that up. Just get get, get a, get a broom, sweep that up. Sweep that up. Put it in your room, but sweep it up first. This, This sort of just surprises me, but... I don't know. As someone who used to smoke a lot of weed back in the day, I would never like give head just for weed or anything like that. I'd be like, "Here's my money. That's it. our Our relationship is purely transactional."
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've never. I mean, I've, I've smoked weed before.
1: i What? I've,
2: no. I've never, but I've never bought it myself. Like, I've never been to. I've been, never been in that kind of situation.
1: Oh my god, you're uh, so innocent.
2: But... Uh, <laughs> also, um... Like, I wouldn't... I don't know. Like, I wouldn't suck dick for weed. I would just suck dick. For yep. the sake of <laughs> if someone wants to give me some weed as well, then sure, <laughs> why not? But... <laughs>
1: Now, after all those crazy, crazy stories, Robert, which story do you think is actually mine?
2: Um, I I want to say the Coffs Harbour one that I read out, but I don't know if that's too obvious, but it just sounds like a very you story to me. Thank you. I'm a little stumped, but I
1: think it's the Novotel one. So you are correct. The Cops Harbor one was very recent, only like four and a half months ago. But uh-huh. there's nothing else to that story, so won't get into that one. But the other one, though, the Don't Ask No Nova Tell, actually leads into one of the biggest red flags stories of all time, and I'll summarize it as much as possible. So everything that happened at the Novotel happened. I'll be out immediately. I left because I was just like, what the fuck is going on? Like, I thought I was coming here to top, not to be. Not to bottom, but when I was in the car park at the no Tell, um, I thought, well, I just drove out all this way. It was only 10 minutes, but I'm like, I drove 10 minutes. I on something. So uh, I had the link to this podcast in my grinder profile. And this person messaged me and was like, oh, I've actually got two stories if you want to put them in your podcast. And I said, yeah, sure. And I thought, hold on, this guy's actually pretty cute. So i said do you want to tell me through message or should i come over and you tell me in person
2: It's not conspicuous at all
1: and he said yeah come over i was like yes i knew that would work so (laughs) i I went over (laughs) yeah i'm like this is like how the podcast got me laid but um he told me his two stories i can't remember what they were the first story was like this thing about um he was trying to do a grand gesture for someone on the first day but ended up having to go to hospital because he like backflipped off something while he was in melbourne it, it was a strange story i don't remember it
2: there wasn't enough time to file an injunction and that i clearly don't understand what an injunction is if i asked them to file one in this situation
1: what happened was uh, i ended up hooking up with this guy i ended up spending the night at his place which i never do but i don't know it just felt right to do so and then we ended up seeing each other again the very next night, and it, it was different. It didn't feel like just a hookup, it felt more like a date, because I brought over some wine, we are watching a movie, had our arms around each other, and I was just like, this feels nice, but this was only a month after the breakup I had before, so I was like... I should slow things down because I don't know if I've actually dealt with everything I needed to deal with at the time. You know, I was just so unsure. Like, how do I know that I've actually dealt with whatever happened with the previous relationship? You know, don't want to rush someone else. And then everything was fine. Uh, We spoke about things. But what happened was the night after I stayed over the second time, he was out in Newtown somewhere. And I just get all these text messages saying "I love you." I love you. I think you laid it on a teensy bit thick there, old pal. And I was like, "Uh, what the fuck?" <laughs> like, I was just—I just remember reading it, and I was just like, "Oh dear God, what have I done?" Like, uh, yeah. Like I've said it over twice, and he's telling me he loves me how do I address this without hurting his feelings slash ruining what could be something good down the track. If we just, you know, put the brakes on it, you know, speak about it. And, uh, but then I also did have this thought in my head around, well, he did say he was out with friends in Newtown. What if his friends have taken his phone and been like, love you, miss you. Cause it was different. T- it was a different tone of voice compared to what he would usually text in. So I was like, this doesn't feel like the same person, but it could be. So then I tried to talk about it with him then like the day after when he recovered and he just didn't want to talk about it. So I was like, okay, I'm not going to press it then. Uh, waited another week, went to his place the third time. All was really great. Still like the right mix of like hooky, up slash like cute, you know, but then afterwards he just, didn't want to talk at all it was like very one pointed answers and i thought oh this is a shame i thought this could have gone somewhere and i thought you know what i'm just gonna ask him directly and say like hey what's going on because you know i haven't held anything against you for you telling me that you love me and everything like after two nights together so why are you now not ghosting me but you know being distant and he didn't respond so i thought all right this so i just blocked him on instagram i didn't block him sorry i deleted him off instagram and like blocked him on grinder and then he sends me all these messages being like what was it that i did wrong
2: what did i do wrong
1: nothing calm down
2: why are you leaving me if i didn't do anything wrong i don't understand I thought you like
1: me i do like you i just
2: tell me the truth why are you leaving me what did you say why did you change you're scaring
1: me pearl I was being honest with you the entire time, and you completely ignored me. You didn't even tell me that you loved me back. Oh, no. Oh, no. We've spent, what, like, a total of eight hours together? And you're telling this person, aka me, that you love me? Um, I thought I was a cleanly bitch, and I thought I was someone who rushes into things and, like, does all this stuff. You, you're telling me this after two dates. I take months to get to that stage, like fuck come on and then tried to call him he wouldn't answer tried video calling him but he wouldn't respond because I didn't want whatever this was to end on just a sour note I'm someone who's a big fan of closure so even if it was just me saying to him like I'm sorry for not responding to you saying I love you but here's a reason why I didn't so you know from my end I'm not just being an asshole I'm just saying this was just way too fast for me but trying to find a solution for it, whether it be we just remain friends or we just remain friends with benefits or whatever, you know, I didn't want to just end it completely, but he didn't respond and then he actually ended up blocking me on Instagram, so I was like, whatever. A couple of weeks go by, he sends me a follow request on Instagram again and I was like, okay, send hello to him, it was fine. And then the very next day, he calls me so drunk. And I mean, drunk drunk. Now, keep in mind, this was a work night. He works as a teacher. So I don't know how he's getting drunk when it's not the school holidays. And he's like, I'm sorry. I'm so drunk. I miss you. You're the best person I've ever been with. I'm like, yeah, I know, bitch. But (laughs) I'm like, okay. And he's like, you should come over oh my god we should talk i'm ready to talk i really miss you i need your kisses and i'm just like no first of all you're drunk so that's a big issue for me because i don't want to do anything with a drunk person unless we're both drunk or we're both in a good headspace you know yeah and so i was going more with angle on that i'm like no no you're drunk you're not in the right frame of mind this is a big issue around consent for me and yeah it still was but also I just didn't want to see him and then he's like oh my god that's so toxic of me oh my god am I toxic and I just went yes and then I hung up on him
2: (laughs) oh that all just sounds messy
1: (laughs) oh so messy and I was just like I'm like you know what I don't want anything to do with this person anymore so I just blocked them on everything and uh, before I deactivated Grinder, I think he tried to send me a message, but I just muted him. So, you know, also that's a very helpful feature. You can mute someone and then delete the message. And even if they send you messages, you'll never see them, which is great. So that's a helpful little feature because it stops them from making more accounts to try and message you. Because if you block them, they just make a new account anyway. But if you just mute their existing profile, there's less of a chance i'll create new accounts and all that jazz but oh, okay. little, little grinder tip of the week um
2: I, mean, I just ignore people
1: yeah like it's just so much easier yeah
2: oh i meant everything i said about you i still think you're useless i'm just not sad about it
1: it's time for everyone's favorite segment unqualified for sex bird advice In this segment, Chris and I will attempt to answer your burning questions through our own unqualified minds. Meanwhile, our resident sex expert Robert, will then give proper advice. Honestly, my advice should never ever be taken seriously, but whatever. Let's get into our first question. I've been dating a guy for six months, and his red flags are starting to show more and more. In particular, he's gaslighting and separating me from my friends. What should I do? Chris, what's your unqualified advice? dump i agree gaslighting gaslighting, separating from friends
0: all just dump get rid of that no
2: gaslighting and separating someone from their friends is uh it's really serious and like i think that like if you are noticing it uh that's probably a good thing it means you're aware of it and i don't i don't really know how you um Change people once they're in that kind of position. Um, Your, uh, I've I've been in this situation myself where I had a partner who kind of. I had some friends who weren't quite into him, and they kind of knew that it was bad news. And I saw them less and less as my the relationship went on, and when you start to realize what's happening is like a really good time to kind of take stock and it's like is this healthy this is what i want if you're scared that this person might escalate things or get worse uh don't i guess do anything super sudden but you need to stand up for yourself in these situations um don't let them cut those friends off if you if you see them cutting people off from your friends make more conscious efforts to see those friends and make it clear to that person that, um, uh, I'm not having this relationship at the expense of my friends. Um, and if somebody is gaslighting, you really like, they either like, I don't know. I don't, I don't, um, there's not really any kind of easy way to stop that from happening and fix that. <laughs> um, yeah. I would just say be very careful and, uh, if it's not safe, go get out. Yeah. Like, there's no excuse for them to behave that way for you. Um, and don't feel, don't feel bad either that it took you six months to see these danger signs and red flags because we all have the rose-colored glasses on when we start a relationship and you're so smitten that you overlook things or brush them off or just don't see them. Um, six months in is probably like the ideal time to start actually noticing these things and then you know, possibly pulling the plug before you get too serious.
0: Say this ends, okay, um, which it most likely will in the future, and all your friends are gone because you've ditched them because you feel abandoned by them. Then who are you going to go to? It's always yeah. important, for your friends, and yeah, separating from your friends that is such a red flag, gaslighting. Yeah, dump. Go. I mean, dump. Go for yeah. it. Do it. I'm not, I'm not being, uh, I'm
1: not sugarcoating it. Dump. go. Yeah. <laughs> That's it.
2: <laughs> Two hours ago,
1: you were like, let's poison the bitch. Well, I had a change of heart. Our next question is, I've been in an abusive relationship before. And the only way I can get off during sex is to be choked to the point of asphyxiation. Are there safer methods to help me get off? Chris, do you have any advice for this? Because I am a very basic, boring vanilla bitch. I don't have any advice.
0: I I definitely think um, if you want to be safe, I think it will be a good idea to try and get out of that abusive relationship Um, because, you know, you need the utmost trust to do um, that kind of play. And that that kind of play can be fun, but, you know, trust is key. And if you're in a relationship like that, um, yeah, I think you need to find – I know it's not as easy. It's probably not easy to get out of something – like that but i think you need to take the steps and find advice and um um, take whatever precautions necessary to escape that
2: it's dangerous you know um people have died uh accidentally choking themselves to death trying to you know get that autoerotic asphyxiation i believe is the term (laughs) um the fact that this has come from an abusive relationship if this person thinks that it's from physical abuse um that's that's trauma (laughs) capital T trauma that um uh like I'm I'm assuming well I can't assume anything I would say like you know exploring that in therapy and like would take a bit of time to undo those associations between um choking and eroticism mm. not that you have to undo them necessarily like there are plenty of people who are into that but it's just it's just uh they are they prefer that physical kind of way of getting off it's nothing to do with like a, an emotional baggage kind of thing but this sounds like there might be some uh yeah emotional baggage connected to the, the choking and the getting off um are there safer methods to help me get off? The question asks. Yeah, like literally anything else. Um, like, and I think it's it, you need to decide whether you want to um, eliminate this need of getting choked uh, to come or get off um, or whether you want to incorporate more safety into it. Because, you know, if you were doing it with a partner who knows what they're doing and you trust them to put pressure on your airways and trust them to know when to come off, you know, um, I'm not an expert in that. So I can't uh, give specific advice. Um, But um, there's ways to you know, mitigate risks and practice it more safely. But my question would be, is that what you want? Or do you want to do the work that you can have an orgasm without having an orgasm while you're breathing?
0: I'll have what she's having.
1: Our next question is a, more of a Reddit question than an actual question sent in, Uh, but this person sent us, my boyfriend came out as bisexual 5 years into our relationship, he's threatening to cut all ties with me if I don't allow him to trial sleeping with women, but won't allow me to sleep around with women too. I feel this is unfair, not only because of how I'm not allowed to sleep around compared to his desire, but he also knew I was bisexual when we entered our relationship and demanded a closed one. Am I the asshole for feeling salty? So, to put into clarification, this is both a male male couple, and, you know, I, as someone who has like fleeting attractions to women very rarely, time to time, I do agree with this person in that, you know, they're right to feeling salty and unheard if they were never given that option. But now the boyfriend's expecting their partner to be all A okay with it. But what gets me is this feels all one-sided in the sense of his partner is now saying, you, you should allow me to experiment with women, but also he's not being allowed the chance to, to sleep around. So I don't know if I have any advice. Chris, do you have any
0: advice? No, you're not the asshole. If you don't need any more indication that that person's probably over you, um, the writing's on the wall, darling. Um, yeah, you're definitely not an asshole. Um, yeah, you should sleep around as much as you want. You know, they've made it clear they want to sleep around.
2: You sleep around, and
0: if they cut ties with you, then fuck them.
2: To answer the question, am I the asshole? Not the asshole. I would say I think that your boyfriend is being a completely unreasonable dick. Um, nice. Yeah, like it's controlling and possessive, um, unequal uh you know if it's it is just it's disrespectful to put it lightly mm. to say that you want to open the relationship but only for one person and this person doesn't get a say in the and also they're not allowed to explore or experiment it's yeah it's possessive and controlling and jealous manipulative um what the fuck? Like, no, yeah. you either you either need to, uh, well, you need you need to negotiate. It's a relationship. Um, you have to. This person is making all these demands without considering the feelings of his partner. Um. And yeah, that's it's cooked. Yeah, <laughs> basically. You're
1: too good for him. Run. Our final question, not only for this episode, but for this season. Uh, This is based around OnlyFans. I was very thrilled to get this in because I know, Robert, you did your thesis on OnlyFans slash, Uh, you know, online image. Yeah, I did
2: my thesis before OnlyFans was a thing. Ah. Oh. I did my my thesis on uh, amateur internet pornography. Nice. Like, you know, uh, YouTube, not YouTube.
1: Pornhub? I rent you, or Pornhub, but yeah. Nice. Okay. Mm. Interesting. Uh, So our final question is, my girlfriend started an OnlyFans account a few weeks ago. She's popular and her self-expression doesn't bother me. What frustrates me, however, is she's pressuring me to appear in her videos to capitalize on the growing lesbian porn market. She recently leaked our sex tape, and I'm so distraught to the point that I moved out. She deleted the video and has apologised, but I'm scared this will happen again. How do I know things will be fixed? I don't want to break up with her, but I don't want to be exposed on the internet for all her followers to see. Chris, do you have any unqualified advice? I feel like this is quite a tricky area. The obvious thing, it should be like, you know,
0: just leave her. But like, I obviously understand you don't want to be exposed um, and targeted. And send threats. That's the complicated bit. Mm. I actually don't actually know what to. Say. I hope Robert got a got a uh, has a uh, good answer for this one.
2: I the, yeah, there's a few elements to this. Uh, um, I, well, the, the biggest one is don't film someone without their consent or put them put like that's a pretty shitty thing to do. Um, I love that you know. I'm I'm all for OnlyFans, performers, and, you know, uh, sex positivity, you know, making your coin, get that, you know, Mm. uh, capitalize off the lesbian market, you know, if, uh, I don't know, like, I'm imagining, like, two, you know, traditionally femme-looking girls, and they're like, yeah, let's, like, gauge these straight men for their money. Yeah. Um, Which power to them. but not power to, uh, um, yeah, you don't film leak, leaking sex tapes. Like that's just, that's, that's not good. That's, (laughs) um, and she's taken it down. Well, I think that she's taken the video down and she's apologized. Um, you know, uh, she might have learned a lesson and realized, oh, yeah, like maybe she thought that she'd come around once it happened and it was she would over it, but clearly that's not the case. Mm. Um, if, if she will take you back, or if you can take her back and she's not going to pressure you into being in her videos anymore, then you could probably, um, with a bit of work, rebuild some trust. Uh, but she needs to respect your... Desires to not be in the videos.
1: Thanks, Robin and Chris, for all your helpful advice on this one. Now, as I mentioned earlier in the episode, I've had some pretty fucking wild experiences in the past five months in between episodes three and four, not only with like dating and hookups, but also recognizing other red flags versus when I've been a red flag. So I'm going to try and speed through this as quickly as possible. So let's start off with story number one, sleeping with an ex's friend. Did not do this on purpose. I went on a date with someone and we were texting, talking on Grinder, all that jazz. He added me on Facebook. The first thing I see is that there's photos of him with my ex, well, recent ex. And the photos were from 2018, 2019. So I questioned him and said, oh, how do you know my ex? He said they were just acquaintances. We went on a date. After the date, I was so confident we were gonna go on a second date. He then tells me he messaged my ex for permission to take me on a date. This was only two weeks after the breakup. So I was just like, fuck my ex is gonna think i did this for revenge or did something petty in spite of him not the case at all i don't hold any resentment towards my ex even at that time when i was still processing the breakup and all that shit but you know i was just like dude what the fuck why did you message my ex to ask me to ask his permission that's not something to do but apparently it was the thing that they do in their culture so i was just like whatever Didn't meet up with that person again. Anyway, next story. (laughs) I did go on a date with this social media superstar who I'm choosing not to name because they're in a new relationship. I don't want to fuck that up or anything. It was a really great date. We watched Pearl. We spoke a lot. We made out. Very, very easy person to talk to and connect with. But this, again, this date was only a couple of weeks after the breakup. So I was just like, fuck. I had that moment of realization where I was like, I may not have feelings for my ex, but I haven't dealt with the like the aftermath, you know, like any burying feelings, stuff like that, so I was very honest, I messaged them to say, look, I'm really sorry, you're a great person, but I'm the red flag in this situation, because I went straight into dating without even having a break, and I feel like I'm just going to lead you on. So, yes, I was a red flag, but I was also being honest, so... You know this person has found love elsewhere and they are literally the perfect couple. I see them on social media all the time, and I'm just like, Yeah, you deserve it. Anyway, next one breaking and entering this is fucking wild. This guy messaged me and was like, Yeah, come over. Um, he told me that he hadn't really done anything with a guy before, so I was like, Cool, let's explore what you're into. When I got to his place, got out of my car. He then messages me saying oh just walk around the cul-de-sac jump over the balcony because I'm not supposed to have visitors. I thought shit don't tell me this person's married. Got into his place I had to be so quiet I was whispering even though his tv was on like fucking 85. He then tells me he's secretive because his sister and his brother-in-law are in the unit above him they don't know he's gay and he's worried that they're gonna kick him out or whatever and I was just like Cool, whatever. I'm just here to make out whatever. Anyway, he did invite me over a couple of times afterwards, but I was just like, nah, dude, you can either come to my place or it, it ain't happening. And we could never reach that consensus. Now, this next story Jesus fucking Christ. So, match with this guy on Tinder. He invited me over. Good talker, everything. I went over. It was very nothing too amazing or whatever, but I would have gone back a second time. If it wasn't for the fact after i went over to his place he starts sending me image after image of like two guys making out or two guys holding their arms around each other and he's talking about how i'm prince charming and how i'm this which by the way no x has ever used and he was like ah we're gonna be a great couple i thought of you today i bought you a present and these were constant texts and i was just like i don't know what to do with this I left my jockstrap over at his place. He can have it. <laughs> then he sends me pictures of him in my jockstrap and he's taking photos where he's like, and like doing all these different poses. So I just told him that it was just too much. I felt very suffocated, which I was, and that he can keep the jockstrap. I have no intention of coming back over. So yes, I was an asshole, but I had to be, cause I was just like, slow down. <laughs> My God. Anyway. Ah. Now, I do... I did have another stalker at one point, but thankfully it was only a week-long thing. That was it. I had gone over to this guy's house in... Not Oxford Street, the Flinders Street, I think it's called. Like, the same street, Ark's on. So, he's a few houses down from Ark. I went over. It was great. Like, had a great time. I had plans to go back and see him again. But I he kept at first he kept trying to video call me on grinder i was like dude i can't answer i'm at work like you know leave me the fuck alone then he starts video calling me off whatsapp and i've sent him six messages at this point saying please stop calling i cannot answer because i'm at my desk he's like just go outside for a minute i'm like no just fucking text me what you want to tell me i do not need to video call you now and then starts saying like oh we should get a drink and i finished work at this time come meet me at this place i work somewhere in sydney cbd and i was just like no no i'm good thanks so that same day i thought you know what i haven't gone to mailbox at stonewall in like eight years maybe i'll just go for fun because i'm trying to explore being single and all that as okay. soon as I get into Stonewall, and I got there pretty early. I think I was there at like 7 30 when like no one's there. So yeah. I was outside vaping and I see him walk past and I thought, hold on. Didn't you say you were at work at this time? And he's looking at me directly in the eyes as he's walking past and he looked angry. And I was on the phone to my older sister at the time. I was like, Can you stay on the phone? I need to I need to go to my car right now. So i'm walking down oxford street trying to find crown and he's following me the entire time but he's like hiding behind like the random trees at a place on oxford street for some reason to act like he's hiding but i'm like I, i know he's following me so then i decided to go up some little laneway where signal used to be and hid there he walked past on the opposite side of the road but he didn't see me and then i went up that laneway got into my car didn't see him after that and then i'm still on the phone with my older sister and i'm fucking freaking out being like what the fuck is happening i don't know what i just did and then got home he messages me saying oh hey do you want to come to stonewall tonight no i'm like dude you were following me the entire time he's like what you were in oxford street i'm like yes dude you fucking stared at me for 10 minutes like leave me the fuck alone then it gets worse he's he tells me being like oh are you related to this person and i was like yeah that's my uncle he's like yeah i'm your uncle's best friend i've known you since you were a kid so not only did we sleep with each other the night before but he had known me since i was a kid the entire time so it's, like, that ever extra level of, like, ickiness, like, that, ugh, you know? It's uncomfortable. So uncomfortable, and I'm just like, dude, if you've known me since I was a kid, why would you sleep with me now? Mm-hmm. Like, that, I know it's not pedophilia, but to me, it's like, you know, there's something wrong about it. Like, yeah, you know? Yeah, like, it's almost,
2: I like, the fact that he knew that, but you didn't is kind of like a kind of potential like power abuse maybe
1: yes like i've had you know not to call them out on this podcast but my younger brother is just turned 20 very straight some of his friends you know pretty gay but they'll like tap me on grinder or something straight away i'm just like nut block and Uh one of them confronted me and was just like oh why don't like do you just not sleep with younger people is it is it because of my age and i'm like you may be 20 but in my mind you'll always be six years old because you know that's when you were coming over to our parents house yeah. with my brother so you might be 20 but in my mind you're six years old like i'm not a, i'm not attracted to that shit. so i was like do not care now <laughs> but yeah stalker aside then this fucking weird thing happened, which all in the same week, mind you. So someone delivered bread and milk to my place while I was at work. And I was like, excuse me? And my brother messaged me saying, oh, did you order this from like Uber Eats or Delivery or whatever? I was like, why would I order bread and milk? If I'm going to order something, it's going to be like KFC or a pizza or something. <laughs> like bread and milk.
2: No, oh, That's so like pulsive.
1: But I was just like, who delivered bread and milk? So on the bag, there was no receipt, no nothing to say this was from a food delivery service. So it was from an Ampole uh, foodery. So I went around to the three Ampole fooderies near my place. One of them said that someone came in with the motorbike helmet and just got the bread and milk and asked for the bag. And the cashier was like, no, you only get these bags if you're delivering. He's like, yeah, I'm delivering. And the cashier said to him, well, it hasn't come up in our system. And the guy was like, oh, no, no, no. This was like an urgent one. I'm just doing it as a favour. So the cashier gave him an ampoule foodery bag that is only reserved for food delivery services. And then I looked at the CCTV footage. It was the same car that my brother saw parked in our driveway. And I was like, hold on, I think I recognise this car, but it took me a couple of weeks. So... I went through Grinder and I found this person and I was like, did you deliver bread and milk? And he goes, ha ha, no, why would I do that? I'm the deliverer of good kisses and all this other bullshit. And I was like, it's you. <laughs> it has to be you. Every other, every other person I've questioned has always been like, why would I do that? Like, you it know? was always similar responses. His was the only one that was out of place. Then I went through his Facebook and I found the car. Uh And I was like, hold on. But that doesn't match the description of the person my brother said. So I went through his friends. I found this person. They're apparently best friends. And uh, when I questioned him about it again, he said, oh, look, I'm sorry. Me and my friend hatched this scheme where he was just going to see if you were home. And then if you were home, I was going to come up and knock on the door and be like, surprise, I'm here. I'm like... Did you really think that was gonna work? I don't like when people drop by uninvited. i I pretend I'm not home. <laughs> like, you know, what the fuck. So then ended up blocking him on everything and he got really salty and was like, "Oh, but I thought you said I was amazing. You said it on your podcast. I'm like, yeah, I did say that you were okay, but I also called you out for turning around and saying, "Oh, I've always wanted to sleep with a podcaster." <laughs> oh this guy this guy same one so i was just like you know what maybe this podcast is doing me more harm than good
2: (laughs) (laughs) maybe it's time for a hiatus
1: (laughs) and like you know work at this big conference and i have this whole episode dedicated to it so in short uh met up with this other gay guy we had done like one zoom meeting together and not, not like a red flag per se, he's he's not the red flag at all. But we were both floating with each other and I was like, hmm, I get the impression we're both tops, but who knows, maybe I'm just being judgmental. And the floating was getting really intense, like more and more to the point where he's like unbuttoning his shirt and he's like asking me to like smell his chest and all his stuff. And I'm like, at a work conference in front of all these people, sure, whatever. But um, it was also like that nice, friend type of energy so i was like well i don't know if we actually hook up anyway but i'm like you know what fuck it i'm gonna just say it so i found he had shown me his grinder so i was like okay he's clearly saying that he wants something if he's showing me all these pictures so i found him on grinder tapped him sent him a message i sent all these things being like um i know we're both tops but if you let me come over i'll do this 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 which i would never ever do anyway but i just wanted to get with this person so badly like the lust was like i was i was just like i need to sleep with you now i don't care if we just cuddle and make out that's enough for me like just bring me to your fucking hotel anyway He maintains that he never saw my messages because I freaked out when I saw that he hadn't seen it. And I was like, maybe I've crossed the professional boundaries and like he's going to report me to my manager. So I blocked him and then I apologized to him. And he's like, dude, no, I just didn't see it because I didn't go on Grindr that day. I was like, but you were being so like you were flirting with me just as much he's like yeah i was but i'm also dealing with the fact that i'm going through a breakup right now i was like oh shit sorry <laughs> like, i didn't mean to come on so strong <laughs> but him and i speak about it full length and not another white gay podcast to so check that out links in the description but then i've also gone on like other dates which have been good but i've realized halfway through yeah we're not compatible so i end things with them One person wrote all this shit on Instagram about me being, like, I'm a cunt and I'm a circus of red flags and I'm this and I'm that and I'm just, like, sure, why not? (laughs) Me being honest with you to your face is apparently a red flag. Like, I did give you a chance. Just sometimes we are compatible. That's it. Like, I still Uh, treated you with respect. (laughs)
2: Sometimes people is just, uh, they get their egos hurt and it's just easy to blame someone else rather than just accept that, yeah, they're not for everyone. Yeah.
0: Please go out with me. I'm just trying to make Neil jealous. I promise I'll pay and everything. Yeah, Uh, that sounds cool, but I'm going to be in the hospital that night.
2: Oh! Oh! Oh!
1: Oh! Well, that's enough of a TED Talk for today. Uh, Chris, thank you very much for joining me again. No worries, my friend. And thank you, Robert, for joining me.
2: It's been an absolute pleasure, Justin. I hope that your audience has been advised somehow.
1: (laughs) I mean, in all honesty, I'm surprised that we got to four episodes because I always cancel every project. So for us to get to even two episodes was like, oh, okay, this is huge. But four, I mean, four is a magic number. So, yeah. Viewers, I do want to say thank you for tuning in across our four episodes. If you liked our video, give us a comment, like, share, subscribe, tip, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Now, this may be our final episode for the year, but doesn't necessarily mean the end. Chris, Robert, and I have full-time jobs. We have other passions and other podcasts, and we're all busy being just, you know, busy people. So, if you'd like to see more episodes, make sure you do share this episode on your socials. Make sure you tip us. And if we do find the time, we'll consider doing more. Plus, check out Queer Stories on the Swan, hosted by Chris and his co-host, Christo. Bye!